for this town to get down. You got Johnny. Dr. Johnny Fever, and I am burning up in here. We are all in critical condition, babies. But you can tell me where it hurts, because I got the healing prescription here. Now, I am talking about your 50,000-watt intensive care unit, babies. So just sit right down, relax, open your ears real wide, and say, give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it. So much music in the atmosphere. And so many songs that we want you to hear. That we wish we could share. But unfortunately, we're limited to about a dozen shows per year. Therefore, it's become abundantly clear. We could benefit from another outlet. Provide more content without the context. Just us discussing what it is we love and here in this moment. Plus, we want to know what's going on in the ears of our collective peers. Strangers, too. Here's an idea. Perhaps invite some other voices to appear. And play along. And play some songs. And discuss what it is they love so much. About which particular records they recently purchased or dug out from their collections, dusted off, queued up, and got obsessed with. Oh my god, that is so interesting. So what we want to know is... What is it you rock up with? What are you listening to? What is it you rock up with? Gotta hear this one song, it'll change your life, I swear. What is it you rock up with? All right, well, welcome to Lightning Licks Radio, what we like to refer to as our bonus bonus episode, a name that when you first started using it, I was not comfortable with, right. but I don't even know why now in retrospect. I know, that's silly. But I love it. It is what it is. And our bonus episode, for those of you who are just joining us maybe for the first time, our bonus episode is us just talking about whatever records that we are currently obsessed with. Right. It could be new discoveries of old music, new discoveries of new bands, or like I said, maybe I'm just on a Supertramp kick that week and I right. want to talk about Supertramp. And it's also the episode where we're able to bring in a voice that's not ours. We'll bring in a friend of ours yep. and we'll ask them what they're currently listening what to. What do you got to. going on? Exactly. Bud? What are you obsessing over? What are you listening to on repeat? What can't you get out of your head or out of your car stereo or out of your Spotify or whatever? I'm sorry I brought up Spotify. Damn well, it. I, why do you think that? Damn it. Okay, on that, I get it, but I'm getting really tired of it because like all the memes are starting to come out right now and it's like, everybody who's ever made music, let's threaten that they're pulling their music from Spotify. Like When Neil did it, Neil did it because it's a Neil thing to do. That's what he would always do. And I get it. Yeah. But beyond that, I mean, who gives a fuck? <laughs> who it, it, gives a fuck? Exactly. I mean, personally, I don't give a shit about Spotify. Right. I get the efficiency of having all that music in one place. And obviously, you can't carry all your records around with you. Nobody has CDs anymore. So I get the whole streaming thing. It does kind of annoy me how little the artists make from it. And this guy who owns Spotify is making millions and millions of dollars yeah, off of the, on the back of artists who are really putting in sweat and tears and effort and touring and all that shit too but i understand it it's an almost at this point it's a necessary evil right so just that being said i don't want to get too much into that too so i'm sorry i brought it up no it's okay i don't know man like i get it it doesn't surprise me but it's not deeper than him deciding what he does with his music i mean look what he's doing now he's putting out all this i mean 
the material that he's putting out is amazing. Lost albums and and different takes and and special shit. Like he does it for his fans. And and the fact that it's not available now on one platform, like, is not going to affect him at all. So the one argument would be, oh, it's Neil Young and he's this old fogey, and you know. And I love seeing that those artists, which you know, happen to be from way back in the day too, but they show their solidarity. Yep. Like that community yeah. still exists. Like yeah. to me, that's like a cool thing. And everyone's either poo-pooing on it or being like, cancel it all together. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Well, followed whatever. by Joni Mitchell, followed yeah. by Graham Nash. Of course it would. You wouldn't the, write it the, any other way. And Neil did the only thing he could do. It's the only power that he had. Yeah. You know, and it's like Neil has to look at himself in the mirror every day and he's got to go to bed and go to sleep. And that's what he did to do those things. He felt good about, I'm just playing my music and that's that's fine. Yeah. yeah. He did everything he could do. Yeah. yeah. He did it. So long live fucking Neil. Don't spook the horse. Neil Young rules, period. I'm just saying that. I don't give a shit about Spotify. I have really no thoughts at all about Joe Rogan. Me neither. All right. So, yeah, this is our What Are You Fucking With episode. What are you listening to? Mm -hmm. Dion, uh, what do you got going? What do you got on the hot plate there? What's the first that you've been uh, obsessing over listening to? I've been uh, listening to some Kurt Vile. Kurt Viles, an artist from Philadelphia, he has a backing band, The Violators. Sometimes they're included on his records, sometimes not. He actually did a lot of work with a band called The War on Drugs early on in his career. They are basically like the new Grateful Dead, like a really large live following this War on Drugs. They're a good band. I like their shit. He was involved with them early on in his career. Then he went solo, went to Matador Records for about, I don't know, 10 years. He's been doing solo shit, and I like his stuff, man. And he's going to be having a new album come out in 2022 i'm unaware of the title or the release date but i know it's coming so i just wanted to get caught up sure. and reacquainted with yeah. kurt vile in anticipation for his new record i just really love his shit it is kind of folk psych pop but he from record to record it's all sounds a little bit different but yeah. it all sounds like him you brought to my attention some lou reed right which i don't typically get into i'm not a big fan of velvet underground and it was some lou reed that i had never heard before you brought it to us on our last episode and then i started to realize like who does this sound like besides lou reed obviously I'm like you know what fucking kurt vile sings just like lou reed which i had not known we were sitting there <laughs> listening to kurt vile before we started recording this podcast and i'm like i don't know a lot about kurt vile he's one of those guys that who's so prolific that i'm kind of like overwhelmed like where do you start with him yeah but just listening to the track that you're gonna pick for the mix i'm like oh my god he totally has that low-key lou reed thing going there it was pretty amazing i had not noticed that before with him and speaking of the track i'm going to pick a song called one trick ponies and that is off his last full-length solo release bottle it in i think it was from 2018 and it's just a really cool track it's got a good groove and like i said see if you can hear the lou reed in his voice because i certainly did and jay did i certainly did yeah jay what is it that you have been fucking with well the first thing that i have is um it's a 45 put out by our friends at suicide squeeze another label that love always delivers the goods you can completely trust that label it's a split 45 with the coat hangers a band i love another great and la witch another band another band and uh they both cover tunes the coat hangers are doing one way or another the blondie track yep and la witch is doing ghost on the highway a song originally done by a band called the gun club the thing about this 45 it came up on facebook that they were taking pre-orders there's limited edition doesn't mean shit to me but it is limited edition of 800 and by the time I tried to pre-order it, it was already long gone. I could not. I went all over the internet looking for it. And I just want to say props that they don't listen to this podcast. Maybe they will. 
props to Dearborn Music. I actually right. ordered a pre-order from them, and they were actually able to grab this for me. Um, the song that I'm going to pick, though, the Coat Hangers I love, and I yeah. love One Way or Another by Blondie, although I never need to hear the Blondie version ever again. They do it pretty straight up, so it wasn't really not necessary for me to like pick the song. But L.A. Witch just fucking destroys Ghost on the Highway by yeah. Gun Club. It's just so a, good. St- yeah, it's just a tsunami of psychedelic garage rock, and it's very fucking cool. And uh, if you can get the 45, got the 45. If not, just jump on YouTube and check it out. It's a check great. It it's, it's just a great song. It's L.A. Witch doing what they do, that dusty desert psych stuff, which is freaking awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. When you were playing yeah. it, I'm like, this is a song that if I were to hear while I was in a record store searching for an album, I yeah. would be buying it right yeah. off the turntable. Oh, I'd have to turn to it. I need this. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, L.A. Witch is cool. They're a cool band for sure. Awesome. Yeah. All right, what else you digging these recent days? Well, I'm going to talk about a band that uh, some people may have heard of. And when I say some people, I'm thinking like mostly everybody ever, A Tribe Called Quest. Oh, yeah. I've heard of them too, actually. One of my favorite hip-hop bands, um, there's four dudes, right? It's Q-Tip, who's pretty well-known. Fife Dog, rest in peace. Died about five years ago. He's pretty well-known. Has it been five years already? It's been five years Holy already. Holy shit, that doesn't seem possible. No, time flies, but with COVID, everything's all fucked up. I know. We were talking yeah. about that at work. It's like all these last two to three years have just blended into one year. Like no one can tell pinpoint any specific time anymore but anyway also producer extraordinarily Shahid Muhammad and Jacoby White who was another MC and kind of a hype man a very important unsung hero of the band they came to prevalence in the 90s uh, east coast a more conscious rap you know they didn't do a gangster thing a lot of jazz samples were used the diggers love these guys because a lot of the jazz albums that Q-Tip decided to sample were unknown at the time right and now i actually own a lot of vinyl copies from sample sources from tribe's repertoire and it's only because tribe used them in the samples i mean it's just q-tip's a record collector he's a digger i mean he just picks the best shit that's one of the things too i love about hip-hop is like finding those samples and stuff when you go back and you dig for the real thing i mean that's so much fun i feel like all of my friends that are in hip-hop have a tribe story how they got hooked up with them how they started to love them i loved them right out the gate my friend gary introduced me to tribe called quest my brother actually uh, had one of the records that we would listen to all the time and the reason i got into them uh just recently again in the first place not just because i love them obviously they're one of those types of groups that i'm gonna revisit from time to time because i really enjoy their music but uh bust of rhymes came out with a new record in 2020 and that got released on vinyl and i saw that at our record store choice in bay city michigan electric kitsch and i picked up buster rhymes's newest record so that was released in 2020 and i listened to that and busta has a lot of, of relationships with a tribe called quest he's been featured on a lot of their tracks they kind of were in the same crew he was in a group called leaders of the new school they all toured together they all know each other i mean it's just that new york connection you know that native tongue uh-huh that Busta Rhymes record was good, okay, but it didn't really do much for me besides prove that Busta Rhymes is still one of the best rappers in the game. But as far as storytelling is concerned, it's not really all there. I mean, he can do the vocal gymnastics, he can, he sounds great, you know, he comes hard as hell, but it's not something that I'd want to put on a mixtape. Tribe, though, however, is something that I definitely would put on any mixtape, and they've got plenty of records where I can choose anything. Uh, because they're all great songs. I mean, this group has not released a stinker. I mean, all of their albums are legendary classic. They've all went gold or platinum. That's six records throughout their career. Their latest, which was maybe 2017 or yeah, 16. Yeah, and I'm not even a huge fan. Like, I should know more about them. That's one of those bands that I'm embarrassed I don't know more about, too. But I remember reading nothing but glowing reviews 
for the reunion record. Reunion records can either go really badly, yeah. and I've heard nothing but really good things about that reunion record. It's really great. Thank you for your service. We've got it from here. That's the name of that record, so check that out if you haven't yet. I also appreciate how much this band is appreciated. I know that sounded kind of redundant, but there is such a lore in the hip-hop community for A Tribe Called Quest. Uh, one of my favorite poets, Hanif Abduraquib, he released about five or six books, some of them of poetry, but mostly essays. This guy's just a brilliant writer, and he writes about music specifically, like, wonderfully. Nobody in the game does it quite as good as he does. He released a book uh, called Go Ahead in the Rain, Notes to a Tribe Called Quest, and it turned out to be one of my favorite books about musicians. Their sound was deep and dense, almost overwhelming. One might finish listening to a Public Enemy record on headphones and feel as if you just exited the gym gasping and covered in sweat. The bomb squad was using methods not at all unlike the methods Q-Tip was using at the same time with A Tribe Called Quest. Both were using samples as their primary weapons. It's just that Q-Tip was using the sample as a razor and the bomb squad was using samples as a machine gun. He's just telling the reader how much he appreciates A Tribe Called Quest, how much they meant to his life and connecting all these deep dots. It's almost like the 33 and a third books. Right. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it was more of a spiritual kind of project. So if you get a chance, check that out, audiobook or a book. This is like the Lightning Licks Book Club. This is where we talk about all our books too, by the yeah. way. But I decided to include on our mixtape that uh, you'll put together later on from Midnight Marauders, which is their third record. Technically, it's the second track. There's an intro on the album, but it's the first real rap track on that record and it's called Steve Biko in parentheses stir it up that's what I want to put on the mix this track makes me happy awesome. it makes me love life it makes me miss my friends it makes me feel all sorts of things but it's just awesome hip hop music from a tribe called Quest all the great things that music does yeah for you yeah. for all of us for everybody which is why we listen to it it's for everybody exactly for you too Jay do you have a couple give me a couple this is one of the first ones that I kind of popped into my head too I've been obsessing over this is a band I've known about for quite a while I'm not a holy grail guy I'm not the guy that has like the list of records when he goes to a record store he has it on his phone yeah. um, I go through record stores and I pick up what I want I'm like oh I need that I'm gonna buy it but this record there's I might as well just wait to say what it is it's a, a record called The Yellow Balloon Yellow Balloon it was released in 1967 there's not an episode that's not gonna go by where I'm not gonna at some point reference California Sunshine Pop, Pop. Not yeah. gonna happen. Right. And so what there was like probably ten or fifteen years ago where I was super into it and I remember buying the C D of this. And so I've always been looking for the vinyl. Like it's not a holy grail. I don't even go to the Y's every time I go to a store. I just yeah. I just have never found it in the wild. Well I finally broke down and I eBayed it the other day. Yeah. I paid my top price. Fifty bucks. Which is fifty bucks. Yeah. I know that a lot of people will pay a lot more than yeah. that, but I paid fifty dollars for an original copy. It's on the Canterbury label. But basically that's what it is. It was released in nineteen sixty seven. It is California Sunshine Pop. Um it's great. it was produced by Gary Zeekley, who is a guy that produced some stuff by Mamas and the Papas. He produced some stuff from Spanking our gang, Jan and Dean. He wrote sooner or later for the grassroots in the 70s. Okay. Most people, if they know Gary Zeekly at all, if you're an R.E.M. fan, if you're of a certain age, they did a song on Life's Rich Pageant called Superman. I am Superman. I can, yeah, yeah. I know what's happening. Yeah. Well, that was a song that Gary Zeekly wrote for a band that he did called The Click, which he was also in, and he sang. He wrote that song. Okay. So that's like probably how most people would know him, whether you knew him or not. Yeah. The other twist on this record is, again, if you're a certain age, there was a television show called My Three Sons. I know that. That's a whole other episode. Yeah. But it was on a couple different <laughs> networks. The gist of the story is it was three young boys that were being raised by their father yeah. and their cantankerous uncle. 
And Don Grady was on that show, and he played Robbie Douglas, the oldest son. Okay. And he was kind of the heartthrob of the show, too. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a, a musical project that he did with Gary Zeekley. Okay. And it's interesting because they did this one record. Gary Zeekley went under a pseudonym. Right. Yodar Critch. Uh-huh. And then Don Grady also went under a pseudonym, Luke R. Hughes. Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny, too, because you would think that he would want to cash in on his fame as a teenage heartthrob. Right. But the thing is, he would show up at the gigs. And even on the album cover, he's got sunglasses on and this crazy, like, weird wig. surfer, blonde surfer wig, yeah. so you don't recognize him. He's got some Clark Kent thing going. So that's a whole <laughs> kind of a weird story. But they did the one record, they did some singles. And they just kind of disappeared. Yeah. But it's one of my favorite California Sunshine pop records. Right. Obviously, all of those records are influenced by the Beach Boys. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. But I also love they have like kind of that broke pop thing that Left Bank was doing, Walk Away Renee. And yeah. so it's just a favorite record of mine. And I've been looking for it forever and never been able to find it. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm just going to break down. I'm just going to eBay that shit. I was probably up at the computer drinking. Yeah. And I was all drunk. I'm like, I'm just going to order this. <laughs> I'm and then, glad you finally got it in your mitts. That's I, awesome. Yeah, I'm super happy. So it was in really good condition. If California Sunshine Pop is your thing and Broke Pop is your thing, definitely check them out. There's a really good CD that Sundays put out about 15 years ago that's got a bunch of bonus tracks and stuff too. So if you don't want to spend a shit ton on the vinyl and you want to buy the CD, you should definitely check it out if that's your thing. Or just stream it or YouTube it or whatever. YouTube it. However you ingest your music, do it. But it's well worth it if that's your thing. Sweet. Anyway. Um, the second one that I'm going to do, I'm going to go back to the Kitsch. We're going to keep mentioning the Kitsch. Yep. When Electric Kitsch was in their original spot in the uh, downtown area, Jordan would order a lot of uh, records from this label called Faraway Records. Okay. P-H-A-R-A-W-A-Y. It was all international Turkish yeah. psychedelic stuff. Yeah. And when I first started going in there, I just would buy that stuff. Like it was just, I was just hungering for something I'd not heard before. It was like different. So I bought a ton of that stuff, and I love it. Uh-huh. One of the ones that I bought was a gentleman. His name is Erkin Kore, and okay. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he's a Turkish psych guy from the 60s, early 70s. And he hadn't gotten a lot of that stuff lately. And I went in yeah. about two weeks ago, and he'd gotten this big batch of faraway stuff. So I bought like four or five records of that <laughs> awesome. stuff. He knows. And he does know. And there's a couple there that are still sitting there that I will probably still end up buying. The first time I bought the batch, it was I bought an Urkin Curry record. And this is a record that he put out. It says rare single and cassette only tracks from 70 to 72. And there's a couple tracks that they tack on from 1987. Okay. But it's just really cool, like distorted Turkish psych yeah. stuff. And uh, this stuff isn't like impeccably produced. I mean, the strength is just the music itself because it's recorded like in a studio that probably looks like this with way less equipment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, and it's funny too because when like, like when we do the podcast and I send you, um, so you can listen to them before we get together. When I went on YouTube, the version of the song that I'm going to use for the mixtape, which is, I'm sure I'm saying this wrong too, which is called Dost Se Solermas. Okay. These were cassette only on the vinyl, okay. but they had it listed as a demo. So that may be why it was a cassette. But it's just yep. this cool, super cool Turkish Dude. psych rock. And it starts off with this, this really mellow kind of acoustic stuff. Yeah. And then it just stops and it and just breaks <laughs> into this fucking frantic freak psych yeah. shit. And the drums are distorted, and the guitar is distorted. Yeah, and there's some break vocals beats are in distorted. There. The bass sounds great, chunky but great. Yeah, and you're just listening to it, like, and you can't do anything but smile. And you're like, "Fuck, this is so goddamn good." Yeah, and it's I great. love that. So if you're a fan of that too, like Faraway Records again, P H A R A W A Y. Anything from that label is worth picking up if you're into psych. It's yeah. just it's fun to see other countries' takes 
on you know what's going on yeah you know elsewhere in the music world to hear yeah. like a turkish their own little translations it. of it i mean because they got it from somewhere i mean it's, they made it their own obviously right but that's their take on psych music and they do almost a better job i yeah. mean i was telling you like if if some of those wrists in the back part of that song were covered note for note by Jack White, Jack White people it would be, be on the radio yeah, people tomorrow. Would be messing they would their lose pants. their fucking mind. Yeah. And you told me, like, when you hear this beat, you're going to poop your pants. And I didn't, but I could have. <laughs> you could have. You were close. <laughs> Just close you're ever going to be to music making you poop your pants. But yeah, so check it out. Yeah, any of the, anything on Far Away, but especially the Eric Ancore stuff is yeah. really, really cool. I love it's it. It's very, very cool. Highly recommended by me as well, even though I only just heard it just now. Yeah, it's badass. Yeah. Okay, so I got a couple out of the way there. Yeah. I know you're going to do three because we need to make way for a, a, f- a, fr- a, friend. a friend to lay down a couple for us. So what's your last choice there? Uh, what do you got? What are um, you digging? What are you fucking with? I'm fucking with some Buck Meek. Buck Meek happens to be one of the founding members of a band that I've been on a big kick lately, and it's Big Thief. We talked about Adrienne on last episode. Yes, we did. This is her ex-husband, current deep friend, because I don't know how people do that, but they do. Yeah, that's some Fleetwood Mac shit right and, there. And band member, Buck Meep. So he plays guitar in Big Thief. He's also a singer-songwriter. This is his second solo album. He's also put stuff out with her. There's and just then a obviously lot of stuff coming out of that camp. Stuff coming. So I'm just getting reacquainted with everything yeah. in anticipation for their next album to drop. I got this record for my birthday from our good friend, Josh, also Lightning Licks fan. So what up, Josh? We Big love ups Josh. To our, we love to Josh. our boy Josh. So he gave me this record... Uh, from my birthday maybe last year or whatever i think this came out in 2020 and it's really good i'm just fucking with it hard he's a folk artist but he's a really good songwriter he's got a cool voice i just really want people to check him out basically there's nothing to really get into i've sort of beaten the horse that is big thief to death (laughs) and i don't want to pile it on anymore i think everybody out there in podcast america understands dion likes big thief no shit okay but this is just more of the same but it's all freaking great, and you should give it a listen. Agreed. Buck me. The song that I'm going to pick oh, yeah. is going to be called Dream Daughter, and it's just a cool tune, and it's just got a nice groove, and it's kind of mellow, and I think it'll fit nicely in our mix of other bangers. What are we fucking with? You're going to find out. I'm fucking with Buck Meek. <laughs> Lastly, but not leastly, by any stretch of the imagination. Jay, you got another one before we hear from our friends? Let's get the last two out of the way. All right. And then we'll go. We'll hit up our friend. The next one I have, this is, uh, we did our year end, our top 11 of the year. Right. But obviously you can't buy everything there is. It's impossible. And you miss it. You miss it. And so now we're getting to the point in January, February, where I'm starting to buy stuff from 2021 <laughs> that I didn't get in 2021 that I'm buying late in the game. Is this ever going to end? And this, honestly, <laughs> this record could have been in my top 11. I don't know what I would have omitted to put this on there. This is the first record by a band. I think they have one EP previous to this, but it's the first long player by a band called Ducks Limited. Ducks Limited. Which is a shitty band name. It is. And doesn't Ducks Unlimited, and they probably got sued for trying to use that. And I don't even actually, I hate to say it, I don't even really know where they're from from now that I think about it. I want to yeah, I don't know. I actually don't know where they're from. Okay. I, I just I'm drawing a blank. It doesn't matter. No. But Ducks Limited again. I'm just gonna keep using the phrase. If you're of a certain age, you'll still like it anyway. It doesn't really matter. But what they do is they encompass a lot of everything that was great for me about the '80s. Yeah. Like listening to, um, like a lot of times, like when I was reading the reviews for their stuff, they were getting compared a lot to um, the Flying Nun, the New Zealand pop scene. They were getting compared to like the Clean and the Go Betweens and. Mm-hmm. A lot of those bands, but they also remind me a lot of those Scottish '80s bands like Orange Juice and the Bluebells, 
but they also have like, yeah. and this is where you kind of jumped in. It has a Manchester thing. There's definitely a Smiths thing going yeah. on. There's a Joy Division thing, and you actually mentioned the, the Cure. Cure. There's yeah. a guitar line that's very Cure-ish, but it's not like anachronistic in the sense where it's just like this cookie cutter '80s stuff. What they're doing is they're putting their own twist on it. Mm-hmm. And again, to compare them to another band, if you are a fan of a band called The Drums, right. who also did that same kind of thing, mm-hmm. you will like this band. If you are of my age, you will like this band. Yeah. They're just, it's really catchy, jangly, kind of 80s pop. Like, I would have seen it on 120 Minutes, and yeah, I would have been loved like, it. I would have ran right out to Camelot <laughs> Music or Rock and Roller Records, and I would have went running to buy it. It's on a label called uh, Car Park Records, which I think, I don't know if that's a Canadian label or not, but this Ducks Limited record could have been on my top 20, 2021 list. Again, I don't know what I would have omitted. The record itself is called Modern Fiction, okay. and then the song that I'm going to put on the mix is a track called 18 Cigarettes. Yeah, and it's just a really cool track. Every time, I mean, they go through the intro, I'm like, oh, I'm locked in, this is good. Yeah. And then the guitar came in, I'm like, oh my god, this I'm is perfect. Really into and then this. the chorus comes in, and it's like, of course it rules. Like, of course. <laughs> yeah. They just don't quit. It's just awesome. Yeah, it's just awesomeness piled on top of awesomeness. It's pretty great. Yeah. And then the last one that I have is I just want to say, as a general rule, I don't like to listen to music before I buy it. I honestly have to say that almost, unless it's a band I already like, if I'm buying a band I've never heard before, it's always initially a blind buy. Okay. Like either I'll come across the cover that looks interesting or I'll or I'll just, I'll see a band, I'll read about a band and I'll be interested. And I know a lot of people go, oh my God, I get burned so many times when I do that. I actually haven't gotten burned that many times. There's only a handful of times that I bought records that are so bad that I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. I love <laughs> I love the blind buy. Yeah. And even if it's a band I love, like, like Urge Overkill has a new record coming up. Like, I don't want to hear that stuff. La, la, la, la, la, la, la. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Like, I don't want to hear it until I gave it on my turntable and I can listen to it that way. This is one of those records. It actually is two records. I wanted to go back into the kitchen again. Right. And I was going through their new arrivals. And there was these two records. First of all, I was drawn in by the graphics on the record cover. Yeah, they're, they're, they're cool, They're stunning. Dude. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Like, I haven't seen this cool graphics on a record cover in a really long time. So I'm already sucked in. And I'm looking at the title, and it's an Australian rapper. Her mm-hmm. name is TK Maidza. Okay. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And I was interested, obviously, the cover. And Jess, yeah. proprietor, owner of Kitsch, said, yeah, she's like this 20-something Australian rapper. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I don't buy a lot of new hip-hop, but I'm intrigued. And I look on the back, and I see that it's put out by her label, which is called Due Process, D-E-W Process. Okay. In co what in co what uh, cooperation in cooperation with 4AD yeah now if you're a music fan you know 4AD Fuck they, yeah they did you know all sorts of ethereal dream pop shoegaze big pop thieves two on twins. 4AD are they are <laughs> yeah. they yeah see there you go and then like the Pixies yeah so I'm like 4AD I'm like what does 4AD hip hop sound like there's only what one are, way to find what out what are they putting out so <laughs> just on the strength of that there's two EPs it's called last year was weird volume 2 yeah. and last year was weird volume, volume three. 3 there is a volume 1 that's available only as a download which I have not heard okay. I picked up both of these and I'm completely blown away by what she does I don't buy new R&B and I don't buy a ton of new hip hop so I can't I don't have like a reference point to say oh she sounds like this she sounds like that I've read some reviews where they compare it to like Cardi B yeah. or MIA on these EPs I don't hear the MIA of course I'm a geek I went back and I bought her first record that she released like four years ago and I get the MIA thing because she uses all sorts of like different like world sounds world, world, be- world beats yeah world Afro beats beat. that kind of thing too yeah. so I get the MIA I don't get it so much on this but 
it's really this cross between she does R&B, she does hip hop, yeah, she does it great. But, it, great. but and then the song that I'm going to pick for the mix is called PB Jam, mm-hmm. which I picked that because it has the R&B thing, but it also has her rapping. It has all has her doing her rapping as well. But there's a song on there called on one of the on ones called So Sad that's almost like Tropicalia. There's some that would be classified as electrofunk. I mean, she's literally all over the place, and like I haven't been intrigued with like a young artist like what the hell are they going to do next yeah. in a very very long time uh-huh. and i love her so if you and i'm sure there are people who are younger who are hipper that have been like, oh my god you're such an old guy we've been listening to her for yeah. 10 years whatever that may be true <laughs> but again you discover things when it's your time to discover them yeah and i fucking love both of these and i cannot wait to see what she does next her name is tk Maza. last year was weird volume two last year was weird volume three right and I don't know what when her next record's coming out. But this, I mean, she put two EPs out in one year, so yeah. you know. So yeah, if, definitely if that's your thing, check it out for sure. It's just it's a fucking great song, and both of these EPs are just so like adventurous. They're exhilaratingly new. Like yeah. it just feels fresh to me. Yeah. But again, I don't listen to a lot of new hip hop or R&B, so it may I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't listen to a ton of it, but I probably listen to more than you. And I can I mean, it got me right away. Like I was like, yeah, this is the shit. Yeah, like, she's really really good. Really good. Yeah, and I'm super excited to see where the sonic journey takes her like what her next record's gonna because she I feel like she could just do anything she wanted to yeah Yeah. Yeah. so yeah that's my last one so this is the point in the show where we go remote yep and we're gonna go catch up in the streets we're gonna catch up uh, with a a friend of ours we're gonna bring him in we don't want to name any names yet, just no. in case something falls through. Yeah. But we do have someone in mind. We're going to bring them in, and they're going to talk about some of the music that they're listening to, the man yeah. on the street, what they're listening to. It's going to be exciting. After that, we we're going to wrap it up. We'll, we will wrap shit up. We'll be back. Wrap it up. Get back. So, Let's go. Let's go out. Let's hit here the streets. So I guess whenever you guys are ready, then. Yeah, just start talking. Okay, so yeah, we're now at the field trip part of the episode this is where we get to go out we get to leave Dion's basement we get to leave the air hockey table and we get to go somewhere exotic yes this month we're not actually at the kitsch we're at the home of Alan Lefebvre if you're not familiar with Alan Lefebvre he is a Bay City mover and shaker and he is also the uh, festival director of Hell's Half Mile Music and Film Festival here in Bay City Michigan we've referenced it many times on many different episodes but it is a uh, festival that happens every year they provide independent films and independent music for a full weekend, a Thursday through Sunday. What year are you guys on this year, Alan? This is our 16th festival. 16th year this year. Sweet so 16. if you're interested in it, uh, I know we've talked about it before. It's called uh, Hell's Half Mile Film and Music Festival, hhmfest.com. If you're interested in attending, if you're interested in... Uh, protesting. <laughs> in protesting. <laughs> if, if you're interested in protesting it... What I was going to say was, if you're interested in when you work for volunteering, <laughs> thank you. It's early. Wow, dude. So if you're interested in volunteering, also if you're a listener and you are in a band or you are an artist, a musical artist, or a filmmaker, also jump on hhmfest.com. Um, they're always taking yeah. entries, mm-hmm. always looking at stuff and listening to stuff, listening to submissions. That's hhmfest.com. Also, Alan LaFave, above being all of those things, he is also a lifelong friend of both me and Dion. And an incredible music fiend on top of that. Right. So that's why we've cornered him in his own house at his table in his <laughs> dining room to prod his little brain. I shouldn't say little brain. It might be a big brain. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's pretty little. And to find out what Alan is obsessing or what is he musically obsessing over lately? What is he fucking with, as we like to call it? 
So welcome to the podcast, Alan. Thank you. This is exciting. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Thank you for the coffee, Alan. <laughs> You're welcome. I would say it's only because it's 11 a.m. and it's too early to drink. So Is it? But hence, hence my shaking hands. <laughs> You, you can't see my shaking hands. I did it up last it's night. Some Irish cream right there. So. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is why we're here. Alan, just uh, get right, cut right to it. What are you listening to? What are you obsessing over? What are you fucking with? All right. So our good friend, Carrie Maples, got me obsessed with a band called Slim and the Beast. I've not ever heard Slim of them. Slim and the Beast. Do Slim tell. The Beast. Never heard. I've so never heard So the song is, I can't stop listening to the song off their new EP, Billy, and the song is called Billy. Wow. It's very Steely Dan-esque. Really? Most of that EP and the other EPs they have are very, there's these great harmonies. It's these uh, identical twin brothers, and this other guy, he's a French-American guy, like a chef or something like that. They all live in France now, and they're doing all this kind of like folk and it's just all these great harmonies, but it has that sort of 70s vibes to it. And uh, Billy is just like, I can't stop listening to it. Well, that's what I'm going to do. As soon as I get home today, I'm going to go on the YouTube and I'm going to check that out. Yeah. So what is the name of the band again? Slim and the Beast, which Slim. makes, you know, like you see the guys are all like pretty and yeah. and they're like cool and the Slim and the Beast doesn't match their persona, but it's pretty great. I, I really like it. And, and as far as I know, they only have a couple of uh, EPs out. I'm going to check them out. And the track you're going to put on the mixtape is what again? It's called Billy. Billy. It's Off the, the it's EP the Billy. Title track. Yeah, I'm going to title track a lot of that's, this okay. stuff. So. That's, fun. that's awesome. Title tracks are yeah, usually pretty strong. You're not going to name it your album after a song that's <laughs> like weak. Yeah. You're going to pick one of your stronger tracks. All right, what else are you listening to? Mm, so I'm going to go old, um, something old. that I've got back into. I, you know, I haven't listened to my CDs in a while, so I started thinking about stuff that I listen to obsessively on CD. I decided to start downloading it so I can listen to my car, listen wherever. And so I got back into some Angie Stone. For the Dry Dock Beer Garden, we have a subscription to Pandora. So I'll listen to a couple different stations. And one of the things I've been listening to a lot is uh, SWV Radio. Okay. So... You know, I can't get enough of SWV and all the female R&B from the like early '90s and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, dude, I love that. Yeah, so I've been listening to a lot of that, and that kind of reminded me of Angie Stone and how much I obsessed over her albums like Mahogany Soul and Black Diamond and Stone Love. And that's just, I had to start downloading all that again and start listening to it. But the song I chose is off of Mahogany Soul, and it's Wish I Didn't Miss You. Cool. I unfortunately I missed a lot of that. Like I didn't listen to any of that stuff. It's funny because like I watch those commercials, what insurance commercial it is with Jill Scott. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like I really love her voice, and it actually made me go back and like listen because I'd never really spent any time with Angie Stone and Jill Scott and a lot of those. An R&B. insurance commercial brought you. <laughs> yeah. It's so good for her. Yeah. But, um, Remember but, we used to hate it when uh, artists would sell yeah. out. Yeah. Now, now we appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a bad memory. I need to remember that shit. Plus, it's just a good outlet because radio is not playing that shit anymore either. Yeah. Too. So like back in the day, you know now. Now they, you know, this great exposure for, I mean, I'd never heard, I mean, I've heard of Jill Scott, obviously, and Angie Stone, but I just never got yeah. around to any of them. Before. And I listened to Jill Scott a lot at the same time I was listening to Angie Stone. I haven't got back into Jill Scott, so that's going to remind me to actually pull out some of her old music, too. I'm just looking forward to them sending download cards with the AARP memberships, because <laughs> if that's the case, we're going to really start eating up some good oh, stuff. for oh, sure. Man. Select 10 for a penny. <laughs> and what was the track again you were going to use? Wish I Didn't Miss You. Wish I Didn't Miss You. Yeah. All right. So we're working our way to number tray so this is not new but new to me um and the other place i I get a lot of new music these days is off of soma fm's app and i listen to their poptron station a lot and i believe this is where i found that one and it's a 
Toronto band called Dragonette, and they used to be a three-piece um, back in the early 2000s, and then they moved to London. And I think the it was like a the lead singer, she and one of the other founders were together, and then they split up, and now it's just her, you know, on her own doing this. Um, but Dragonette's like it. Spell it. D r a g o n e t t something okay. like that. Okay. Dragonette. Um, kind of like my sister's Paul Ed. Who's that? Last uh, Dragon Ed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the album "Fixing the Thrill." This is the first one I've uh, I've downloaded so far, and the actual song is "Fixing the Thrill." Okay. But the great thing about this, and, and what I love so much about it, is it, it it is fresh for me, but it also gives me a little bit of a Transvision vamp vibe. Okay. And I can't get away from new wave and '80s electronic and stuff <laughs> yeah. to save my life. I just love synthesizers so much. But it's cool because like some of the songs on the album actually not uh, song wise, not the way the song sounds, but vocally she sounds a little bit like Kate Tucker, which I know oh, you'll appreciate. I do, Jay. I do. And if you're not aware, you can look her up on the YouTube and whatnot too. She's an amazing singer songwriter from the Northwest. I can't yeah, remember exactly. Yeah, I don't, exactly I don't where remember she's where from. she's from, but it, it's really kind of interesting the way you like discover music. I mean, we discovered her because she was like featured in uh, a film, a film our, that was yeah. submitted to the festival. Yeah, early on, yeah. And we both fell in yeah, love with her. Yeah, we didn't use. Right, right. But we loved her yeah. music, Yeah, though, it was like so. the film didn't quite make sense for us for our festival, but we were like, oh, she's pretty fucking great. Yeah. This Dragonette, have they been around for a long time? Like, what's, do Yeah, you know, the early like, 2000s. Okay. Early 2000s, and evidently she's still performing, like, solo. And what I love about it, too, is, like, it gives me sort of a bit of a Party Nails vibe that she goes from having her voice sound very much like that squeaky kind of baby doll kind of sound all the way to that little more soulful Kate Tucker sound. Oh, and, that's kind of cool, too. And so there's some nice variations there. And she put on anything new recently? I haven't checked yet. So that's no. my thing is, like, I've started with an earlier album and the one song that I had heard You've on... You've just begun to dig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is pretty fresh. This is, like, within the last couple of weeks. Oh, that's, but that's I, exciting. I've been to We're all going to be cool. at the starting line together. Yeah, basically. that's pretty yeah. cool because I can check all these out. And you should all check these out as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's, that'll do it. Thanks for uh, letting us into your house. Thanks for letting us into your dining room. Yeah, no worries. At 11 a.m. on a Saturday. Yeah. We're drinking coffee. We didn't do any Kenny Chesney alcoholic beverages <laughs> no, beforehand. This is weird. Because it's too early. I wonder how morning. we're going to sound. <laughs> Sober, perhaps. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, thanks, thanks for yeah, playing, Al. Absolutely. It's really great to talk a little bit about music. I just listen to it. I don't get to talk about it much. So. That is awesome. And we're going to go right in now. We're going to head back to the uh, the basement and yep. we're going to head back to back the to us. Uh, air hockey table. Yeah. All right. See you there. You guys. All right. Yeah. So we have to thank our friend, who again I won't name, because we're not sure if we have him locked in or not. But we want to thank him for for spending some time with us and telling us what he's listening to. The magic of podcasting is that you can record things and then put them in later. You understand? It's like time. We don't know. We don't know. Time travel. The one thing that I do know for sure is that whatever our friend had going on was totally awesome. Was gonna be awesome. All our friends have awesome taste, and I cannot wait to hear where Jay puts these songs. That's the fun part. That's the really fun part for me. Yeah. So again, as always, let me say it. You say it. Thank you for listening. If you've taken the time, you're taking the ride with us. We always appreciate it. I can't say it enough, and I won't stop saying it ever. He won't. Thank you. He says it in his sleep. Not that I've slept with him, but (laughs) I imagine he says it in his sleep. But thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for spending time with us, and we hope you'll listen, and we hope you stick around for uh, the next new episodes for March. Stay tuned. Keep an ear out for that shit. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. You should be too. Yeah. Keep listening. Yeah. Keep on listening, and also, as always, watch out for deer. (laughs) 
All right. Because they're fucking everywhere. They're, not, not as much now, but I get it. <laughs> yeah. Be safe on the ice, anglers. <sighs> be safe on the ice. Yeah. You like how I threw that in? There? Yeah, yeah. Don't fuck with the ice. Fucking outdoorsy now. We're in Hunter's Orange. You can't uh, see it. You are Hunter. You are wearing Hunter's Orange. So, yeah. I can't see it. Uh-huh. So, okay. Watch out for deer and be careful on the ice. <laughs> Careful on the ice. Be careful on the ice. Be careful. All right. All right. Bye. <laughs> Laters. See. You. Be careful. What are you listening to? Bonus episode six from Lightning Licks Radio, fueled by Blue Chair Bay. Sonic contributors are as follows: Howard Hessman's iconic Johnny Fever, rest in peace. Dave Matthews Band, DJ Newmark, Jurassic Five. Our cantankerous uncle Ted Nugent. Neil Young, More on Drugs, The Violators, Blue Reed, Coat Hangers, The Gun Club, Blondie, Clyde McFadder, James Brown, Young Michael Jackson, Jimmy McGriff, The Five Stair Steps, Mountain, Sly and the Family Stone, Freddie Hubbard, Hanif and Deerquib, Ron Butler, The Meters, Jan and Dean, The Grassroots, The Click, R.E.M., a bunch of wonderful Anatolian rock, courtesy of Aquarium Drunkard Mixtapes, Adrian Lenker, The Drums, George Morris, Wet Leg, Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, Sisters with Voices, Jill Scott, Kate Tucker, Neptunes, KRS-One, D&D Project, Animals, and Height Keach. As for the mixtape, I suggested Kurt Vile, A Tri Called Quest, and Buck Meek. Jay suggested L.A. Witch, The Yellow Balloon, Erkin Coray, Ducks Limited, T.K. Maitza. And Alan suggested Slim and the Beast, Angie Stone, and Dragonette. You got a mixtape coming at you, sat right now. Hello. This is DeAndre again. I was recently reactivated to serve as your tour guide for this program. I will be enhancing your Lightning Licks radio podcast mixtape with certain facts that you may find beneficial. The average length of mixtape programs following most Lightning Licks radio episodes is 42 minutes. Also, the average desired length of human coitus is between 3 and 7 minutes. We hope that you find our audio presentation to be precise, tasteful, and just right. Now, let us fuck somewhere between 6 and 14 times. Thank you. Boulevard represent, represent, Zen Tribe Core Quest represent, represent, Zen. When the mic is in my hand, I'm never hesitant. My favorite jam back in the day was Eric B for president. Rude boy composer, step to me, you're over. Brothers wanna flex, you're not mad cobra. MC short and black, there ain't no other. other. Trinity born black like me, your long's grandmother. Tipping shot, they all that. Pipe dog ditto, honey, tell you, man, to chill, chill. Or else you'll be a widow, widow. Did not you know that my style's a top dollar? The five foot assassin, I can flee off his collar. Here we go. You know that I'm the rebel, going out the wicket like God did. 
you're dead like Presley. Presley. When we coming through, get tickets to see me. We work for the paper, so there'll never be a preemie. Lyrics are abundant, cause we got it by the mass. mass. Eagles are at idle, cause the music is the jazz. Vans villa on the pitch. Curveball, catch it. I think I got it locked. Just move while I latch it. Right, right. Now I must move with the quickness. Here comes Shaheed, so we must bear the witness. Stir it up.
All in long, long, long. 
Akarım Dünya Çökmüş Göz olmuş Bir bakarım Yüzler gülmüş Yaz olmuş İnsan kuş değil de Şeytan misali Dost acı söylermiş Darılma emi İnsan kuş değil de Şeytan misali Dost acı söylermiş Darılma emi Dost acı söylermiş Dost acı söylermiş